0: Welcome to the Beck and Series Show. And here at Team Series Tri Club, it's not just about swim, bike, run, it's about who you become. On our show, we don't just talk to you about swimming, cycling, and running. We talk about mindset, we talk about fearless authenticity, and being your very best self. Hi back, Cam here from Team Sirius. This week on the live chat we've got Beck back which is great. She's going to give us an update on Siri's treatment and she's also going to introduce us to all our new members. So I hope you enjoy it and I'll talk to you again soon. Hi everybody, sorry I'm a little bit late and I have not been on. Siri and I um, apologize for not being on for some weeks now. Oh my god, I'm looking at my hair saying I need to do my hair. So I'm going to do it while I sit here, and I hope that you guys can join us. Um, I'm really sorry that we haven't been available for a few weeks. As you guys know, um, my beautiful wife has been going through treatment. Um, so I thought I should give uh, a little update on her once I welcome some of our new members. Uh, I saw we have about 20 new members that I have failed to welcome. So I'm going to read out your names, and if you guys, I thought we'd do something really fun, um, Siri and I thought if you hear your name being read, oh, I actually have like a This is cool. We should actually use this. But anyway, um, if you're hearing your name being read, um, you need to write me an email and it's at TeamSeriousTryClub at gmail.com and tell me that you heard your name and I'm going to send you a free visor because I want to see who's listening and I want to make sure that all our club members jump on and listen to our live chats. Um, So if you hear your name being read and you're a new member, I'm going to send you a visor. Just send me an email at teamserioustriclub at gmail.com and I'll send you a visor. Um, as a thank you for joining to something crazy we wanted to do today. So welcome to Diana Marks, Jorge Ros- Rosales, Tiffany Hawkey, Gabrielle Marsh, Lee Irwin, Heather Butcher, Katie Kurz. These are like all in the last couple of months, uh, the last eight weeks. Bob Spory, Lauren Pidgeon. I hope I don't um, ruin your names or mispronounce them. Jennifer Harmon, Caroline Larson, Natalie Barossa. Uh Tanya Marshall, Rosa Palombi. And some of these guys are actually one-on-one athletes with some of our coaches now, which is so exciting. Uh Megan Ling, I can see you. Hello, welcome. Um Sebastian pernay Janelle Peterson, Kristen White and Stan Shaw. There you go. All new members in the last eight weeks. And I'm going to say quick hi to Janet Dixon. Kath Carpenter's on here. Yay. And Megan Newman. Kath, I want to know how you're going. Um, I think she's being coached now by one of our coaches. So let us know. I do believe maybe you have Mary Carmen or could have been Maddie. I think it might be MC that's helping you out. So let us know how that's all going. And a quick update on my amazing wife. I'm going to go here and try and find what she told me to read. She's probably having a little nana nap, hopefully. I'm trying to get her to sleep during the day, but she's not doing a very good job at that. So um, Siri had, um, as you guys know, got to ring their remission bell um, a few days ago. I think it was uh, on the Friday, two weeks after she had received her transplant, her bone marrow transplant, which was half of her sister's stem cells. And then there was also the... uh, the baby's umbilical cord that she got a little girl's umbilical cord as her stem cells as well and the goal was that uh, eventually the umbilical cord um, would take over uh, her sister's cells which is what's supposed to happen which is what is happening so when she went home she broke a fever uh, two days later and um, I'm gonna go on here and get your questions so mind me guys while I'm typing I'm not distracted i'm typing stuff so that i can look stuff up for you and uh she unfortunately got a fever and was admitted back to hospital which was pretty scary for us we didn't really know what was going on and um they thought it could have been uh infectious disease came in and it was a big you know a lot of <laughs> a lot of scary thoughts that were we just really didn't know what was going on so thankfully um Uh, It was pretty normal, according to her transplant doctor, that that's what happens once. Anyone who's gone through stem cell transplant would understand this, that her uh, body goes into a little bit of shock, and she had the fever because uh, her sister's cells were being taken over by the cord cells, which is exactly what they wanted to happen. So her immune system is right down. It's gone down really low again which is actually a great thing because it means that her body's accepting the stem cell replacement um, with the cord that, that she was given. So hope I'm not botching this. If Nicole DeBac's listening, jump on and <laughs> add to it. But, um, yeah, that's what's happened. So she's back in the hospital where she should be. Um, she has no viral infection, no bacterial infection, which sent alarm bells off when she came back with a fever. But, thankfully, she has the most amazing doctor and Dr. Gutman at uh, UC Health, and he said it's perfectly normal for when the haplo lets go and the cord takes over that series um, immune system drops down and she gets a fever and it's a good thing because it's her body uh, allowing those to come and there's a less chance of there'll be zero chance of rejection so this is all happening in divine timing and um, we're very grateful for all these amazing doctors and she also got some good news about her biopsies from a few weeks ago came back completely clear and there's many more biopsies to come and they consider it not full cure until after five years so we have a long road ahead but everything's heading in the right direction and she's been really strong. It's been a little bit of a roller coaster, but she's been really strong. And that's my dog barking. Excuse that. Hopefully my mom, hopefully my mom goes and gets him. But, um, Sparky. Uh, but she's doing really well, you guys. So that's, there we go. That's an update on my Siri Siri. And uh, we, have quite, we have quite a few questions. If you have any questions, guys, please uh, reach out now because I've not been on a live chat for at least three weeks. And I feel like you guys must have a lot of training questions or training plan questions or any sort of questions and I'm going to answer one of the ones that you guys asked about uh, training programs because I think someone was asking, many of you guys, as you know, we have all, all programs available for all levels and we have Olympic 70.3 and Ironman and uh, p- people have been asking how they decide sort of what plan to go on and please put your questions up if you're one of you guys um So basically, our plans aren't based on your uh, fitness level. They're more based on time management because all the sessions are based on perceived effort. So rate of perceived effort or rate of perceived exertion, not necessarily heart rate or heart rate zones. They'll change a lot, especially if you're a newbie or if you're haven't done the particular training that we give you, your actual heart rate zones will change. They'll actually you'll be able to have a higher threshold, aerobic threshold and a higher anaerobic threshold as well. So um, we don't go by heart rate. We've explained that several times. So any questions about that, let me know. But basically our training plans, um, the beginner 70.3, is starts at about seven hours and it goes up to about 14, 15 hours at the most. So you're never really doing more than one session a day. Most of the time you're doing only one session a day. And the intermediate 70.3 um, starts at, I think, about 10 or 11 hours and goes up to about um, 16, 17 hours. And you will do one session a day and then maybe two or three days a week, you're gonna do two sessions a day for you guys that are working. So it's definitely based on time more than um, fitness level. Um, As I said, it's based on perceived effort, so it doesn't really matter and then the advanced one is anywhere from uh, Say 15 hours to 22 23 hours, so it's pretty advanced It's mostly two sessions a day for most days of the week So that gives you a good indication of what our plans are about and Olympics not too far off that I could probably take one or two hours off Um, The Olympic distance you'll still be doing three hour rides and an hour and a half runs but you won't get up to sort of the four hour rides and two hour runs that you do on the 70.3. So similar hours like 7 to 10 for the beginner, 11 to 14 for the intermediate and then 16 to 20 for say the advanced um, Olympic distance plan and Ironman continues obviously um, I can go into details if you want details about that but Ironman similar beginner intermediate advanced and as you... um, as you go up the plan to the advanced, the time increases. So you'll have more um, more sort of three, four hour sessions a day, um, most days total. So you'd be doing two sessions a day if you're on the advanced plan. And that's really for people who don't work. <laughs> we have a lot of full-time age groupers. So that's really for people. If you're gonna do the advanced man plan, don't expect to be doing more than two or three hours of work a day because you're going to be training like, you know, between three, four, up to sort of six hours a day on that advanced Ironman plan. Not, not a lot of people can get that done. Most people struggle with it because it's usually two sessions a day minimum. So on every day. So there you go. There's got to be some questions, you guys. So please hit me up. Otherwise, I'm just going to turn my live chat off because I don't want to be talking to nobody. But please let me know if you have any questions at all. Um, let me see if we have any more information up here, any more questions on my, because I can't see any going through right now. Okay, you guys hit me up. We're here. Anyone have questions about Siri? If you missed it, um, she's doing really well. She's back in the hospital for a few days. Her immune system's still low. So, um fire your questions away, you guys. I'm trying to find the training plans. Here we go. Yeah. So 16 weeks, 70.3 is seven to 14 hours a week. 16 weeks, 70.3 intermediate is 14 to 21 hours a week and 16 week, uh, sorry, 16 week intermediate is 10 to 17 hours a week and 16 week advanced is 14 to 21 hours. So there you go. And then for the Ironman, I don't have the numbers on here, but um, hit me up if you guys need that. And remember, you guys, um, as part of the club, you get a training plan valued 500 bucks for just $1.99. And you also get free start of season, end of season, uh, run plans, taper plans, all that stuff. Swim blocks um, is all in our uh, app. So just go under training plans. It's all in there. And anybody got still no questions that I can see, but I love that you guys are sending series. Love series way, that's amazing. Um, okay, so if we're not going to go into questions, I'm probably going to quickly touch on um, training coming back from injury because I actually have an athlete right now, uh, Nicole Dubac, who's had uh, plantar fasciitis and a cortisone shot. And plantar fasciitis right now is a really common, it seems to be really common in our group, but it's really just a common. Um, uh, niggle or injury and plantar fasciitis is basically when you have pain under your foot so it can be heel pain It can be in the middle of your foot underneath in the fascial area or it can be insertional um, at, behind your big toe or in your heel and Generally um, if it's insertional um, Sometimes that's a little easier to target because you the cortisone in there it tends to knock it and um, you know, down, and you actually get that inflammation um, goes away, and that's that's what's happened with one of my athletes. I had a similar thing where I had um, insertional plantar fasciitis, so right on your heel bone, and um, managing it is hard. So, I think there's usually three things that we go by. So, if you've had the pain for more than um, three or four weeks, uh, we always recommend to go and get it checked with an MRI, and that will let you know whether you have a tear. And if you don't have a tear, uh, obviously uh, you, you manage it by just having time off. So we always grade our pain level, and you guys all have high pain thresholds, but we always grade our pain level from a one to 10. And if it's a three out of 10, then uh, we tend to give you guys three to four days off running, um, up to seven, see how it is, come back, walk, jogging. Um, and if you have an Ultra-G, it's always great to go back starting on the Ultra-G, which is an anti-gravity treadmill, uh, like 70, 80% body weight is always a great test. But uh, if it's sort of above a 3 or 4 out of 10, then we try, tend to take 7 to 10 days off training. And if that doesn't help or get any better um, and you get an MRI, it doesn't show much, just shows a bit of inflammation, then um, there could be a small tear that's missed or if the pain's still there, then that's when I think um, when it gets to sort of a 5 or a 6 out of 10 pain-wise or even up to a 7, you want to have 3 to 4 weeks off running altogether. Um, and it all depends, but with a, with a tear, especially with a, even a, even a grade one or two tear of the plantar fascia, cause you're always walking on it. Um, I recommend always wearing running shoes, uh, try the plantar fascia. It's called a, what's it called? Uh, I forget the name of the sock. There's a sock you can buy that, uh, pulls your foot back so that when you're in bed, it's really stretched so that when you put your foot down, it's not as much as a shock to the body, stretching that fascia. So you can buy those socks, um, that hold your foot in that place from any pharmacy. and we have them in Australia, I don't know about here. <laughs> uh, and um, are wearing run shoes around all the time and supportive run shoes. And people with high arches sometimes get this even more so because they have um, don't have that support in their shoe and their arches constantly under a lot of pressure. And uh, we do encourage running on your balls. Ball- yeah, Strasbourg sock, that's the one for the of fascia. Thank you, thank you, Janet. Um, so we always recommend, you know, running on your balls of your feet and your toes, but not your toes, the balls of your feet mostly. And that push off that can cause like tightness in your calves, which can cause tightness in your Achilles. And then of course your plantar fascia. So, um, I recommend gradually building into, um, running on the balls of your feet, like don't do it every one. And when you're running easy, uh, you don't need to focus on as much, but doing the speed work, you always want to be running on the balls of your feet you see all those fast Kenyans, uh, that's how they run, that's how they get their drive, you're pushing into the ground. Um, But uh, so okay, so then the third thing with um, plantar fascia is just, I guess, checking your run shoes and checking your run form again. And um, usually if um, the pain level's been there for quite some time, if you've had an MRI and it shows a tear, then you wanna be in a boot and you wanna get probably a cortisone shot. As a last resort, if it's still there three or four months later, the cortisone shot's great. People worry about having them. Um, I don't know why there's such a so much against having cortisones because normally it's only a week or so off with a cortisone if they get it in the right spot and you wear like a a boot um, for a couple of days and then it's done. And I haven't heard about much being done with uh, PRP interplantar fascia, but PRP does work, platelet-rich plasma in your Achilles very well. I just don't like the idea of putting cortisone on your Achilles. So there you go. If you've got plantar fas, um, I would gauge it by the pain level and give it time off. And if it doesn't get better it, with a week or two weeks off running, then it's time to get that MRI and see what's going on there. Um, keep your run shoes on. We have inside run shoes inside the house that you can walk around in to support your arch because it's keep your calves loose, keep your uh, Achilles loose, keep your soleus loose by always stretching your calves. So... Um, so usually the cortisone, depending on the pain level and how inflamed it is, um, most people only need one shot, um, depending on how long you've had the injury. If it's a long injury that's had a lot of inflammation, it's become, become quite chronic like mine did for about a year, I end up having to have two cortisones. Um, so it's not necessarily, Laura thinks that's a great question. Uh, it's not necessarily how long does it does it last it's more so that it um, reduces the inflammation that's in there and often completely gets rid of the plantar fasciitis issues so um, it's not like it's numbing the pain it's actually reducing the inflammation um, really um, more than anything and usually that a lot of the time if it's not a specific tear it's just inflammatory or it's just tight or if there's a really microfiber or small tear then um, the the cortisone will just help get rid of that, and that little bit of time off, seven to 10 days off the shot, sometimes is what will heal it. But sometimes you'll need two shots in a row to really get it, and you actually want it uh, guided by ultrasound, because people, I've heard of, um, not very often, but sometimes if it's not guided by ultrasound, they'll hit the fat pad, and then that can cause even more issues. So you always want it to be guided by uh, ultrasound. How about for the groin area, it's upper quad on the inside? Ooh, adductor. Yeah. So inside would probably be one of your adductors. I haven't really heard of getting a cortisone in there. Um, it's a very sensitive area. I haven't, but it doesn't mean that you can't do it. Um, I would probably check with your physiotherapist on what they think about that. But uh, I know Ellie had one on her uh, hamstring and it did help her for a while, but she ended up finding a tear there. So that's a hard thing. Like you definitely want to get an MRI because if you've got a tear and you mask it with a cortisone and it feels fine after, but there's a tear there, then you're just doing more damage. So we always recommend getting that MRI just to make sure that it's just inflammation or a burst or whatever it might be. Um, have a race in May. Can't really take time off. Yeah, so so Laura, if it's in May, I would uh, depending on how, if it's, if it's a chronic plantar fascia that you've had, I'd probably um, and you can't get rid of it and it's just niggling and you've had an MRI it doesn't show any tears and just go and get the MRI don't waste money and money and money on rehab if you don't know what the actual issue is but if you've got an MRI and it's not a tear then uh, and it's still painful I would probably get the cortisone and just take the 10 days off and see if that helps because you have time and it's February so I would definitely recommend that um, but it's always good to just I know health insurance charges more when you go through them. Sometimes it's honestly better off just to fork out the money to get the MRI or $500 and just get it done because you're going to spend that on physiotherapy anyway. So um, if you get a referral, I think that's a great idea. And then if, yeah, if there's no tear, it's just inflammatory. Even if there is a tear, they may suggest PRP in the heel um, I've heard more more success with cortisone, but again, that's a question for the physiotherapist. There's always a way. And then coming back from that injury, um, the Ultra-G is just a great machine to come back. So it's called an anti-gravity treadmill or Ultra-G, A L T E R G, And if you're coming back from injury from any injury, um, it's so brilliant because it takes about whatever weight you want off your body weight. So you can run at 60% body weight, 70% body weight, 80% body weight, 60% is almost ridiculous. You feel so light, like you actually don't get a lot of weight bearing, so you do want a little bit of weight bearing, but it just reduces the weight bearing and it's even better than water running because you're still having that impact, but it's not your full body weight. So if I'm 60 kilos, I can run at like 40 kilos and it feels amazing. Um, so usually we start at about 70% body weight and then build up to 80, 85, 90 over several, um, a couple of weeks. So, hi, Byron. Um, Byron came to say hi. Do you want to say hi, Byron? Come here. Come up here, boys. Come here. You want to say hello? I'll show you my dog. He's been a little bit erratic because he misses Siri. By Z, Byron, say hi. Say hi. And I just noticed here Siri's moved this trophy. This is Leander Cave 70.3. If anybody knows Leander K, please tell her that her world championship, it's just crazy, her world championship 70.3 trophy is just sitting here. <laughs> so there you go, that's pretty cool. Um, okay, you guys, any questions? I'm surprised there's not more questions. Please let me know any niggles, injuries, training plans, Becky Allen. Ah, hey, Becky. <laughs> so good to see you too. Um, throw me some questions, you guys, I can't see any. And I might go into the Facebook and see what's been going on. I haven't even had that much of a chance to get on our group. So I'm going to go in there while I'm on here and see what's been happening. I know Yvonne's um, had some new members, which is so exciting. She's completely full up right now um, with some new, new, new athletes that she's taken on in Europe. She's doing amazing. They just had a camp over there. And Yvonne goes live Wednesdays, the first of the month uh, if you're a European. So she goes live, and I think she actually speaks in German, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But uh, she doesn't speak in English, that's for sure. Uh, she doesn't speak Dutch either, I don't think. so. But don't quote me. Um, so questions, you guys. Any more questions? We talked about training plans. Um, I read out all the new members. So if you're replaying this, um, let me know if you heard your name. I want to send you guys all the visor. And Siri sends all her love. Um, the plan is for her to be at a hospital again soon uh, when she's better and her immune system's up. Uh, and her stem cells are doing it their job um, We plan to be have her out this week and then we actually have to live next to the hospital for about another 60 days so uh, that's not the funnest part but we have a little apartment in Denver so we're close to Nicole and, and Mary Carmen so we'll get to see them. But, uh, and then we're back home here to the ranch, um, probably in about two months. So I am here some of the time and up there some of the time. I don't love sleeping in the hospital cause you just don't really sleep. It's pretty exhausting, but um, what kind of race plan or strategy for a first full Ironman? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, and if I knew you personally as an athlete, I could probably answer it a little differently because it would also depend on the type of athlete that you are and where you're at with your fitness level. Um, for example, if one of my guys had been doing 70.3s for several years and doing really well uh, and went into his first Ironman, um, I would approach that differently to someone who's sort of it's your first Ironman, you're still a bit of a newbie to the sport and... um. And you haven't, you know, practiced nutrition or anything like that. So I'm assuming, Laura, that um, let me know how many years you've been in the sport and how many halves you've done. Um, and I'm probably going to give you more of an idea um, to whether you're planning to race and uh, place in your age group or qualify for Kona or you're just planning to finish. And that probably would change how I answer this question. But I'm probably going to assume that uh, you just want to sort of finish and do the best time possible. So I'll assume that until I hear anything different. Um, I'd say your first Ironman, um, the first thing to do is not plan on a finish time. Um, even in my first Ironman, I didn't plan on uh, any time to be f- that I would finish in. And somehow I finished in nine hours and two minutes. But I really didn't even wear a watch during the race. I didn't have time. I didn't have a heart rate. I didn't have um, – I had a stopwatch like a regular watch which counted down every 20 minutes for my nutrition and that's all I focused on and perceived effort of like a 7 out of 10 and um, that was the best thing for me to go go by so I think that's a great way to to attack it is to uh, think about where you're at and work on about a 70% effort no higher Um, and you should still be able to hold you know pretty much hold a conversation for for most of it um, effort-wise so She's been doing it for nine years on and off. Okay, on and off. Okay, so you're still almost like sort of a newbie if it's been on and off, and it's your first Ironman, so I'd still kind of consider that a newbie approach. Um, so that's awesome. So I think the main thing you want to focus on is your effort it should just be consistent throughout. Um, I think uh, still getting out good in the swim and getting on good feet, like a fast feet. I always tell my guys to start like five minutes quicker than what they Think they're going to finish in. So if you're an hour swimmer, um, I you, you expect to do an hour. I'd start with the 55 minute group. So you're on quicker feet, and then the hour group comes through, and you're don't tell everybody else this, but you're uh, you're already. Uh, ahead of them and you can jump on feet if needed so that would be my tip for the swim um and you still want to go out solid in the swim you still want to go out pretty hard for the first hundred to get on good feet if you can you get a big advantage but you know it's not something where you want to be pushing yourself flat out like for an olympic in that swim because it's a very long day you want to be steady state the whole time like i would say not even higher higher end aerobic i would be more like the best way to say is like a seven out of ten effort wise and then on the bike um again build into it you never want to go out flat out the start It's like a five or six hour ride so again you want to be building into it and uh if if anything even try coming home stronger um and the fueling is just the most important thing and the same for the run um, i think uh trying to to run through aid stations that you can but i think first time Ironman, man i'd almost be brisk walking through every single aid station to get all your food in and all your nutrition and you don't want to miss it at all um because you can only hold so much in a flask and that might go pretty quick. Uh, you want to be getting like at least half a litre in per hour, like, I um, you know this is probably 300 mils, so it's really hard to drink on the run and you've got to keep getting your nutrition in and uh, you still want to be getting it in um, throughout the entire marathon. Some people make the mistake of just going to fluid, just water and coke and Gatorade and electrolyte and it's just not enough. So you still want to be having one gram of carbs per kilo of body weight per hour on the run too and if you really get the nutrition in on the bike you will just need to be topping up and you won't be hitting that you tend to bonk anyway in Ironman everybody does and you do hit flat spots and you'll have it'll be like a roller coaster you'll hit a bad spot and then go up again but um, when you have those bad um, those bad spots or those dark times you just always think about what got you to where you are all the hard training you've done and and just slow down a little bit take some fuel in take some water in um, Remember, you've got to drink 100 mils of water for every 10 grams of carbohydrate. So if you're having a gel that's, say, 20 grams of carbs, you're going to have to get 200 mils of water to uh, dilute it to, to digest that in your stomach. And that can be really tough too. So you want to be sipping on water a lot of the time. And people try to sometimes skull electrolyte with their gels and then you're overly concentrated and your gut's trying to, to break down and it's trying to um, cross, cross that barrier with... All the electrolyte and the gel with no water, so that that's where we can often get to to issues. So and when it's really hot, it's even harder. So, I think nutrition really for you, Laura, um, is the key, and um, making sure you've worked out exactly how many grams of carbs you're having. Which, as I said, one gram of carbs per kilo of body weight. So me, I'm sixty kilos. I used to have, I actually used to take in ninety grams on the bike, so one and a half grams. And I think if you've practiced it in training, I'd start practicing taking in even more under effort. Uh, the more, if you can get up to absorbing, you know, one and a half grams per kilo of body per hour on the bike so you're overfueled a little bit and you're topped up on the bike, then it won't matter so much if you miss a little bit in the run. It's really hard to absorb anything in the run, but you still have to, it's force feeding. And people say to me, how did you eat and what was your nutrition like? And it felt like almost like I was force feeding myself it was not comfortable i never felt hungry ever but i would force feed it so don't make the mistake of waiting till you're hungry you actually got to shove it in and just swallow it just get it in there and get in stuff that can be done absorbed quickly real food is always better than gels and all that crap but it's it's not always you can't always do that so i like to i like to use um like goo or uh carbo pro or some sort of carb drink um during the bike and then the run I just have the gels um, or the goo chomps are amazing they're really good Leander Cave swore by those so yep I think fueling is the is the key <laughs> hi Cam um while Cam's on here I actually want to thank Cam I haven't even talked about this i I guess I've been distracted a little bit with my wife, but my wife and I, Siri and I put on a huge gala in Los Angeles and beautiful Karen area. amazing best friend on right now, Kaz, she's also one of the coaches, but Kaz is one of our very dear friends. And we raised uh, half a million dollars. Um, yes, I said that correctly. We raised $500,000 in LA for In Our Hands Action Fund, not Believe Ranch and Rescue, um, not to get that confused, but we started a C4 particularly to lobby their SAFE Act bill to end horse slaughter. So we've raised half a million dollars to, for our uh, C4 nonprofit In Our Hands Action Fund and that is gonna go towards uh, ending horse slaughter. So passing the Safe American Food Export Act to end horse slaughter. So it's really exciting and uh, we're very proud. Uh, my goal was half a million and we got to 530,000. So. We'll be uh, spending that on lobbying and uh, a public service announcement uh, like never before. We are the world for horse rescue and we're really excited about it. So um, while we're saving horses, we're also making sure that no more are being shipped to slaughter. So that's gonna be done this year. We're, we're pretty excited. So I, should, thought I thought I should mention that because Karen's on and she was an integral part of this as our CFO and on our board and Cameron uh, Langsford was a huge contributor. He basically was sort of the behind the scene man who became Melissa Etheridge's um what did you call it Cam Melissa Etheridge's um, roadie and uh, if you look at his Instagram he's got some pictures at the back there where he was like con- pretty much controlling the entire run of the show so thank you Cam my twin sister Simi was amazing she was there and Perry came and helped and we just were so proud to uh to see that come to fruition it's that's a big why behind even even behind this club like any money that we get goes towards our horses so yay. Okay, back to triathlon because I do get in trouble for talking about our horses too much, but I had to mention that because it was pretty special to be able to raise that much money. Um, And if you guys actually, one more thing, go to Julianne Hoff. You guys all know who she is. Go to Julianne Hoff. I think it's Jules Hoff Instagram and look at her bio and look at the link in her bio. The link in her bio is to In Our Hands Action Fund. Uh, donation page to our website so Jules Hoff who has five million followers came to our event along with Melissa Etheridge and Tony Robbins and she actually has our website link in her URL in her uh, Instagram um, bio so that's pretty freaking cool she may have taken it down now I'm not sure but it's been there for about a week so she was just incredible She so anyone who hasn't met Jules Hoff or hasn't watched her you guys need to like find out more about this girl because she's just been amazing all right Becky I'll insert a plug for F2C here. Really good osmolality. Yes, I actually need to insert a plug for them too because I didn't have F2C when I was racing. And thank you, Becky, for reminding me. Um, bit of brain fog there. Uh, I unfortunately didn't get to use F2C while I was racing, but F2C have an amazing product that they have, you know, designed over several years and lots of testing and as you guys know it's all organic um it's uh, all grass-fed um any of their products come from grass-fed cows and um it's all organic and you no know, pesticides herbicides uh and it's all approved by the nsf the national sporting um what's it called national sporting federation so it's all all, all approved that uh it's guarantee that doesn't have any contaminants in it any steroids anything that would cause a positive test so it's an amazing product they have amazing products and um siri and i use their greens to help us when we're feeling run down she's actually using it right now while she's recovering the um f2c greens and they have um the particular product um beck i can't remember the name of it what's the name of it uh, I can't remember, but there's a, there's a particular product that they have, um, which is a carb drink, and they have really high osmolality, and that's something that's really been a selling point, and I think it's helped a lot of people with GI stress because that means basically that it can move in and out of the cells much quicker, so it's absorbed much easier. So it doesn't sit under your skin or sit you know, where it shouldn't be and cause all that bloating. So the osmolality has just been amazing on that And uh, Pharma Greens. Yeah, but Beck, what's the uh, carb drink called? Oh my God, I'm having a brain fart here. Um, but, yeah, you guys, we also get, I think, 25%, quote me if I'm wrong, 25%, maybe even 30%, um, but I'm pretty sure it's at least 25 of F2C products as well. So um, someone, Becky, maybe you can put the link on there for people. Hydrodurance, that's right. It's a weird name. um, is their electrolyte drink and their carb drink is electrolyte drink, carb drinks. Glycodurance is a carb drink. Okay. Yeah, so the carb drink is glycodurance. Um glycogen. Glycodurance, which is what our muscles are fueled by. Um, glycodurance and the electrolyte drink is uh, um hydra hydra hydrodurance. So, um thank you, Cam, for putting that website up. That's awesome. And he also put a link to Jules Hoff's Instagram, which is really freaking cool. Um, yeah, the glycodurance is the go. Um and I love that name. So, anyone who wants um, to try the F2C, the Osmolality, as I said, is better than any other product on the market. So, I always like to drink um, like a, a carb uh, liquid when I was on the bike because it's so hard to have gels and I saved the gels for the run. So, um, and Beck, do they have? I don't think they have gels yet. Let me know because I know they're looking into it, but right now I'm not sure that they actually make any sort of gel, which there's probably a reason for that. But, um, I think you can definitely get away with the glycodurants anyway and their electrolyte as well. So there you go, you guys. Amazing. Um let us know if you need to find out about their, um. Someone was asking about discount discount codes. They're actually under, I think, sponsor codes. chem again. <laughs> Where are they? I think they're under sponsor codes in your app. So if you're logging into Team Series Track Club app. Um, but if you need it, just just give me a shout out and I can send you the codes. Oh, they're, they're working on the gels. Cool. Because a high osmolality gel would be amazing. Because anything I used to take um, other than the high five, uh, I, just, I used to have a lot of problems with digesting those. So, yeah. Concentrated glyco in a gel flask. Look, let's just let's just let Beck take um, over the nutrition here because I'm a little behind the time. So there you go. So concentrated glyco um, in a gel flask. So that's actually a great idea. Um, and then you remember you've got to keep sipping on the water. You guys always keep sipping on the water. Um, okay. Yep. So yep. Cam's saying that you guys their discounts are under discounts in the menu tab. There you go when you log into your Team Series Tri-Club app. So you guys, um, any more questions about nutrition, about fueling, um, anything about training plans, training programs, uh, anything at all, let me know. You guys, who's got a race is coming up? Actually, if you're coming to Boulder, we are going to do a little um, Thursday run before Boulder as long as Siri's okay. That is the plan. We've been planning to have this and then something always comes up, so we are planning to have a fun run on the Thursday before the race from our rescue as a little fundraiser for Believe, but also to get to everybody to come out and meet all the horses. What flask do you suggest? I actually used to use... Um actually, that's a good question. I think I just used... Um, fuel belt ones, um, fuel belt make a tall thin one and then there's plenty of other companies but fuel belt make a tall thin one that you can just hold in your hand, I actually used to put it down my top um, but it does cut you a little bit but I never felt that um, or uh, yeah I really don't know of any others that would make those so anyone else jump in but um, fuel belt make really good size flasks, all different sizes that you can get online, they're great um, I never loved running in a fuel belt because I felt like it would be too heavy on my hips. I'd cause irritation on my ITB and on my back and stuff. I used to always want to carry it like down my top in my back or just um, you know, hold it in my hand. A lot of the time I just hold it in my hand and have another one at the 21K mark, at the halfway mark. So all my fuel came in the little flask. So, okay, let's see. Hopefully you will see this. What did I... But what I did... Pre-altitude boulder is follow raw. Stacy Sims sauna protocol good for here in altitude. Definitely start hydrating as soon as you get on the plane to travel. Lemon in the water. Yep, great. Yeah, um, Stacy's actually um on this club. Like she's part of the club. She's a member. So. It was quite funny, I saw somebody ask about Aurora or something that Stacey had done and I tagged Stacey in it and she replied and they were, I think it was Alina, she was shocked that these Stacey Sims actually replied to her. So Dr. Sims is amazing and um, the Aurora protocol, I don't exactly know it, but I know that the sauna protocol definitely works. Um, I did it before my first Junior World Championship, which I won. And um, I used to sit in the trainer, actually on my bike, on the trainer inside the sauna. But it 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 does adapt your body. It's like anything. It's like hypoxic breathing. It's like anything you practice, um, your body adapts to. Lemon in water is like an alkaline thing. So... Um, and that's where we've been really with Siri pushing that because, and Siri's always pushed it, which is crazy because cancer can't live in an alcohol, alkaline environment. So lemon in the water is really good to keep your body uh, alkaline and then, uh, constantly drinking a lot of fluid. Um, but, but Beck, I love that. I'm not sure what the protocol is. Maybe we can get Becky on and do a live chat to talk about it. Actually, I vote that Beck comes on and does the next live chat. Um, what do you think Beck? I think that would be great. Beck actually has like I would say more knowledge than me in some areas, um, and especially when it comes to F two C because she's been using their products. I haven't been using it so, and Beck um knows a lot about Stacey Sims' protocols. So Becky, we might actually i might throw you under the bus and make you come on and do a live chat i think everybody would love that and then maybe we can make that announcement too that we were talking about (laughs) um karen burks is saying yes yes and karen has worked with becky for several years now and every year she gets faster and faster and she has just been an amazing um testament to to team series tri club so yay Um. All right, you guys, any more questions? Karen Burks, I love you. Laura, thank you. Becky, love you lots. All you guys that are on cam, you're amazing. Who else is on here? Thanks, everybody, for jumping on. Laura, I see so many people. Uh, Karen Gobel, my athlete, how are you? Good to see you. Carol Walker, yay. Clark, Ali, Dan, yay megzy um kath carpenter Janet dixon and megan ling one of our mc's athletes on so thank you guys um so good to be back i'd love to make a little bit more strategy to the next one um but i really wanted to get on tonight just to say hi over everybody so um siri sends her love keep sending your love you guys and i know sometimes she doesn't write back but she feels everything and uh she gets so exhausted she honestly to give you an example, her haemoglobin and hematocrit, I think her haemoglobin is like eight and it should be like 40. So she barely has any oxygen going around her body so she gets pretty exhausted and I don't really know how she's doing what she's doing, to be honest. And today, a funny story, And Perry Hogan, hello. Today, um, she's allowed to walk around the inside of the uh, tiled area, of the sorry, of the um, laminated area. She can't go anywhere but this small, it's probably about, I'd say, not even 50 meters for one lap and she wanted to do 16 laps like 16 400s on the track so she did four laps one way four laps the other way then she switched four laps one way four laps the other way she did 16 and she walked for 35 minutes actually 38 minutes so that was a record for her in the last two weeks it's funny what we take for granted isn't it you know i i think she'd just be so wanting to get out there and just run um but she's literally walking it's a lot of effort for her to even walk so she's doing a little shuffle with her um her lines that are all attached and she's doing like 38 minutes of walking around a little hospital area so go outside take a big breath of air for our Siri, suck it in and think of her as you're breathing in through your lungs and um send her all your energy because she definitely feels that you guys, you guys keep her going and uh, I'm thinking hopefully next week that we may be able to even get her on if we're back home, um, not back home but if we're up in Denver in our apartment. So, yay. Love you guys. Thank you, MC. You missed it but you'll be able to replay it. Thanks, MC, for being so amazing. Thanks, Maddie, for stepping up. I love that post about Siri uh, today. It was just beautiful about being fearless and uh, love you guys. We miss you and um, please excuse us for being a bit MIA but we will be back and giving more than ever very very soon so I hope to see you on Monday please always reach out you can always reach out to us um, we'll always write back so just email teamserioustriclub at gmail.com and thank you guys Hi there, Cam here again thanks for listening I hope you enjoyed that and don't forget if you want to join these chats live you can do so by joining the tri-club at teamserioustriclub.com